0: Hey, what is going on, everyone? This is scriptwriter Steve. Today is December 26th, 2020. It is the day after Christmas. In case you've slept under a rock for the last 20 years, or maybe 40 years, 50 years, December 25th was Christmas, and 2020 was a Christmas huh, that probably would be one to forget. Well, I'm not sure. Maybe you had a great Christmas. You know, for me, It was so-so, I didn't really have that Christmas spirit like I usually do, you know, every single year, but it wasn't all that bad, but it wasn't all that exciting either. Um, But, you know, I just want to know, how was your Christmas? You know, what was going on in your mind? Um, You know, for me, uh, every year, usually, um, pre-COVID, on the Christmas Eve, uh, I would actually cook a prime rib for my family dinner. And we had my cousins over, my uncles, my aunts, and we had them over at my parents' house. And we had a, I think we have, we had a pretty, pretty good gathering. What, 20 to 30 people? And again, you know, I cooked that prime rib there and my parents would actually cook the the shrimp scampi. I think I sometimes we make potato, mashed potatoes and I also cook the Caesar salad. I'm good at doing that kind of stuff there and, uh, do it every year for a long time. And this was the first year. Well, We missed that. Um, and we, man, we do that. We do a really good job too. My, my parents have these, you know, those fancy charger plates. They have, they have plates specifically brought out only for Christmas Day and even utensils only for Christmas Day. And it was just, you know, I guess because we didn't have all the family there, it was kind of like, uh, kind of missing all of that atmosphere. Um, and then the day after on Christmas Day, I usually, we have a huge Chinese, um, Chinese Christmas party it's not Chinese per se it's still very american uh but we have uh, all of our chinese family there uh here in hawaii on my mother's side my father's side is over there in california um but we usually have i think there's about 80 people there on that one <laughs> and then uh, a lot of times we have a football game going, we have a touch football game going, and I'm out there like you know trying to battle it, battle it against my younger cousins and to show them that their older cousins are still way in better shape than them <laughs> but uh, you know, I really didn't have any of that this year so uh but you know, I just hope that it, your Christmas was a lot better than mine uh I'm the only child, so when I you know went over to my parents' place, it was only just three of us. And uh, we were going to have our aunt come over and with her kids, and then there'll be three more, but then, um, you know, they, they kind of chickened out at the last end because of, of COVID, right? And, you know, to me, I think, you know, what what's, what's the difference if, you know, maybe if we all could we meet, meet at Walmart, right? I mean, you, you could, I mean, it's okay to congregate at Walmart or Costco, but it's not okay to congregate at your house. So maybe if we just all met at Walmart, then I would have more Christmas spirit, so I don't know. But, uh, you know, you know, one thing today, too, is like, man, this Christmas, everything was expensive. The the Christmas trees, I mean, I, I'm not sure how much, you know, what the average cost of a Christmas tree is there in the mainland. But, you know, my, my cousin bought his a seven foot Christmas tree for $50. But where we went to go to, everywhere, it was over $100 for a seven to eight foot Christmas tree. And we go to all these places. Oh yeah, they say, so, oh, 120, 130, 150. I saw 150 for a freaking Christmas tree. What I ended up doing, we just ended up you know, getting a little, little like a small one, maybe about three feet high. Not even a real one, a fake one. Pulled that out of the attic and put little Christmas lights on top of it. And uh, yeah, $150. Give me a break, right? And a meat Oh my God, like meat was so expensive. You know, Usually when you buy prime rib, you want to get the prime cut, right? But it was like 20 bucks a pound. Was it 29? It could have been 29. $29 a pound or 20. That's still crazy. So I ended up buying a USDA Choice, which is still better than Select. This is over at Costco. And for maybe I think eight ribs, it was the same price as getting a three rib prime. That is just nuts, I think it was one hundred and fifty six for three ribs on on a prime prime rib a rib roast that is small one hundred and fifty bucks I mean really, that is crazy, and there is a difference in it. you know when you eat the prime meat on prime rib it it 's not as grainy, so it is better you know and it is a, a little more tender. you know this choice though it was okay like i I, I, I cooked it okay, but it didn't, it was a little on the grainy side, you know, for me, so it wasn't as good, and, um, but, uh, what else did I do here, you know, I'm just kind of blow, trying to put things off the top of my mind here, oh, yeah, for the first time in my life, I made a gingerbread house, <laughs> yeah, it, bought this, um, <laughs> bought this uh, gingerbread thing over at the, uh, over at the drugstore for six dollars, and I thought, okay, I'm gonna make a gingerbread house, I never did it before, and, uh, yeah it really didn't come out good at all um I followed the instructions completely the way it's supposed to you know i put up the i put up the the, the walls all and the roof all at one time and then the frosting they gave with me it gave to me it it didn't really it, it wasn't really good it wasn't really and it tasted horrible it, t- it tasted like elmer's glue and sugar if anything. It didn't taste like good frosting you wanted to eat. And so uh, I, I put it on there and then my walls kept falling down, but so I kind of had to put a lot. And then that that Elmer's glue frosting kept running down the side. Uh, and once I got that up, I started trying to use it to like, you know, put M&Ms and all these other things on top of there. And then it, it wouldn't stick. It wouldn't stick it off. So, uh, and then it, it ended up looking like... Um, <laughs> Yeah, my my gingerbread house it, it ended up looking like it had it had a disease, like a skin disease. Maybe it had COVID of the skin disease, but it, it was um. And then my form, one of my former clients they 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 posted their their beauty of a gingerbread house on the on their Facebook page, and <laughs> it really put mine to shame. So that was just uh, that was just a really bad fail, but it was it was funny. But you know, I'm you know that is one thing I can't do. Making a gingerbread house, you guys have to try it. And I think the the, the trick to it is that you have to, um, you know, before you put the walls up, you have to put all of your uh, put the frosting down and put all of your um, decorations on it before you put the walls up. You know, don't follow the, the directions. You know, decorate decorate it with the walls down, the roof, you know, all on all on flat ground. Put your frosting in, and don't use the frosting that comes with it. It just sucks and then um and then uh just you know then when you're done with it put put it all up and then i think going in going in there with a plan would be really really good because i think that's what those those other people did my former former clients did it a really good job but uh huh, yeah anyway i went on a little bit too much about that you know today you know what was on my mind really i really wanted to talk uh, about like um this whole year has just been it, it it's just been a wake up call, you know. It it's been really sad. I mean, I, I think Trump's presidency and this election had just taught me, you know, so much about America and what type of country we are. You know, I thought we were um, America, the land of the free, you know, the home of the brave. But it, the more I look at it, is that you know there are cowards everywhere you turn. And we're not free as we thought we were. I mean, that was all of a facade. I mean, we're a lot more free than other countries. I mean, I don't want to, you know, you, know, you know, not complain because we're not no... Like, there are really bad countries out there with a lot less freedoms than our, than us. But then, we're not as free as we think we are. Um, we, are we are literally a, a nation that handcuffs itself. But, uh, you know, I want to get into this. Uh, after these messages, or, you, know, you know me, I got to pay my bills, you know, pay all those things. So... Uh, you know, and, um, you know, so I got to cut to commercial here. So stick around. I think it's about a minute long. You know, you, you've you heard that commercial before. So I'm going to play that commercial and uh, listen right through it and then be right back. Okay, here we go. Okay, and I am back. Hey, by the way, I just wanted to thank all of you folks there. Um, you know, my podcast has been growing. Um, yeah, I just started this about a month ago. And and it's just me talking on my cell phone. By the way, I I am just talking on my speakerphone. I don't have professional equipment at all. Um, this was all done by Anchor. And again, you know, I think that if you have a voice to share, and even if an opinion to share, um, you know, you know, using Anchor to get your voice out there, I think it's pretty good. I I really do. So if, if you're not shy about it, and and I tell you what, when you start doing this in the in the beginning, it's pretty tough because you're just. You're literally just talking to a wall and you're pretending you're talking to your friends, right? I mean, right now I'm just talking to computer screens. I have notes in front of me and articles in front of me. Um, you know, I have a three screen thing here, you know, I, I use for my business, but then it, it is, it is just like, you know, it's tough in the beginning, but then you get, it's pretty good because you can get your, your voice out there. And especially if it's a conservative voice, we you know, you know, we're used to being censored you know, on every, Single platform, you know. I mean, I'll get fact checked if I just put Donald Trump this, and then it's all of a sudden it's a fact check on the bottom. And it's weird because they're not even fact checking what I wrote. It's kind of like automated. Or like what Facebook has been doing, like I told you, they've been just flat out just taking down what I post. And it's, it's at random, completely at random. So if you got a voice, guys, you know, and you want to share it, um, you know, head over to Anchor. Um, it's on, it's 1 million percent free. 1 million percent free. I think they're owned by Spotify. And uh, as you start getting like um, more downloads and everything, um, they'll start, you know, a lot of other podcast um, companies, streaming companies, they kind of pick your show up. So I'm on Apple, Google, um, Spotify, of course. But then I'm on like so many others that I I don't even know of. And, uh, you know, the other day I got 80 viewers. I got got like, um, not viewers, but, you know, subscribers, not subscribers, um, listeners, listeners. In, in a day, 80 in a day, like, wow. So, uh, you know, for people who are listening to me all around the world, I just really want to thank you because uh, you know, I do want to grow this. Uh, you know, right now, <laughs> I can't make a living off of it because it, so far it's only brought me in $2.50. But, uh, you know, maybe one day it can. Maybe one day it can because maybe <laughs> maybe all those, like, angry liberals will try to shut me down on my other businesses that I go. So, but anyway, today... You know, I really wanted to talk about, you know, this whole 2020, you know, year has just been hell for me. You know, COVID, yeah, COVID's been a pain in the ass. Um, but, but more so it's been the, the side effects of COVID, you know, you know, um, you just, just having my business shut down, my livelihood, you know, everything I worked hard for being taken away from me, um, be, I guess in, I guess under the umbrella of COVID. And, you know, I'm not sure why, you know, my company had to be, um, Taken down, you know. I I do small weddings, um, beach weddings. That's outside in the sun, and we could have done things to social distance ourselves, you know, and have couples come down here and marry themselves and all that. But it gets it's on the beach, and you know, our infections here in Hawaii were never that large. I mean, we could have just closed down the whole, you know, tourism all all completely. Okay, fine, but why can't we operate, you know, locally, like like within the confines of our borders? Because we're out smacked out in the middle of the ocean. And there's a lot of people here who still want to fall in love and get married. So why couldn't we do that? You know, I, I just didn't understand that. There wasn't, there wasn't one infection from a wedding company that happened. And, you know, a lot a lot of my friends, they lost their businesses of like, not only did they lose their, 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 their uh, wedding business, but some of them lost restaurants. There are a lot of restaurants that went out of business. There are a lot of venues that went out of business. I think the luau's are going to go out of business completely, because in our four tiers that we have going forward, in the fourth tier, which is supposed to be the most freedom, we're not, they're, they're not even allowed to open. I mean, bars aren't even in there to be allowed to open. It's crazy. It's really, really crazy. So, you know, there, you know, again, you know, do I have the freedom to to prosper in America right now? No, I don't. And we've gone through worse pandemics than this. We would, the flu pandemic, you know, back in World War I, it was much worse than this, and they didn't close any of this down. From what all the research I've done, n- none, none whatsoever, and millions of people died, millions and millions and millions of people died, and and it's just so frustrating. And I'm sure you're frustrated too. And right, the worst part about all of this is that I'm starting to realize more that intuition has literally. Left the building, all the government wants you to do is just to follow, and all other people want you to do they just want you to follow and if you 're not part of that herd mentality, and if you 're not following their religion and don 't make no mistake, it is a religion of liberalism or uh, social justice warrior stuff you know or, or or anything it could be it could just be you know what they define of, of you being a good steward um they don't want you to think. They, they, they don't want you to critically think. You know, you know practice this natural intuition that we're all born with, like where you know where you where you say to yourself, maybe it's safer if I don't go out. Well, do you have proof that? Do you have proof that something bad will happen to you if you don't? If you do go out. No, not really. It's just a feeling. And then you find out later that feeling was right because there was a car accident down the street and you know, you may have gotten run over it or something like that, but it, it just happened. You had that intuition. You can't explain it sometimes. You don't, it, it doesn't take a lot of evidence for you. It's just a feeling that something is wrong and they don't want you to have that and you know, to be, think intuitively. And you know, I was, I was wondering. When did this start? You know, and I always like to flash back to my high school years and way, way back then because that's when I I think around that time, I think high school, I think high school, elementary school and all that time, I really do think that's when, you know, they really start to groom you. To not critically think, to not think intuitively, to not think out of the box. Because it all starts there. I went, I went to a private school and we always had these, these, um, Scantron sheets, you know, fill in the block, fill in the, fill in the blank. I'm sure you probably had it too. And it was all multiple choice, um, answers. So yeah, you know, so one question had about four or five multiple choices. And, and and this this is the way they would test us with the SAT course too. And if you know my first, um, if you listen to my first podcast I ever did, you know I tell this funny story where I, you know, I wasn't the smartest kid in, in in school, and I'm still not the smartest kid out of all of our high school classmates. We got some really, really smart high school classmates, but um, but then you know that I I go to this. I, my parents had enrolled me into an SAT course, and um I didn't get along with that teacher over there at all. Uh, he was like this short japanese guy local japanese guy with a with a ego like a super ego you know the the size of like the United States I mean, his little short little japanese guy and and um you know he had a real problem with me because I would always think out of the box and I remember like i I told a story on the first time that was, um but and you can rewind to the first podcast that I did, but then um I have another story to tell you of something back then but um so this <laughs> So here we are practicing our SATs, right? And we're on the practice question. And we're supposed to choose one word that doesn't belong. So he gives us four words. It's right there on the paper too. Horse, chair, stable, and stool. So he says, which one doesn't belong? And before he could, I could even raise my hand, he, he says, well, of course the horse doesn't belong because it's an animal and the chair, table, and stool are not. But then I raised my hand anyway and says, well, that's true, but I think there's also other answers. And maybe I said, and I said, maybe, may, maybe, maybe the, the, the table doesn't belong because you're not supposed to sit on the table. Cause you can, you're supposed to sit on the horse and you can support, you can sit on a chair and a stool, but you're not supposed to sit on the table. And, oh, he got mad. He was like, oh, you're not supposed to think like that. And then I said, well, I said, you know, why can't we keep them all? Because, you know, because we can sit on a table and, um, You know, I sat on a table, too. I just didn't tell anyone back then, you know. but And then everything has four legs anyway, too. So a horse has four legs, a chair has four legs, a table has four legs, and a stool has four legs. Oh, he got pissed. He said, you're not supposed to think like that. You know, he goes, get out of here. He pointed at the door and walked out. But this is when, again, teachers not telling us to think clearly. And I went every course. I mean, I swear, I... I swear, I think I, I subtracted maybe a couple years of all my teacher's lives. (laughs) I was a little, a little prick, you know, back then. Maybe I'm still a little prick right now. Maybe a bigger prick right now. But, um, but then I remember in uh, our, our algebra class, was it algebra? I think it was algebra one or two. Maybe it was three. Um, you know, they were telling us, you know, um, what What time would this bus arrive on time given this quick calculation and everything if this, they're traveling this much and it took this long, long to pick up people? What time would they expect up that bus stop? So my answer was like, all of this algebra stuff, it doesn't matter because if you ever caught the bus, you know for a fact it's always late. It's always about 30 minutes late, 40 minutes late. You have no idea, So You just get there early. So none of that works. And they got really mad. No, but what if it does work? What if it does and I remember that they were pissed at me for this, asking, you know, again, very simple, simple questions, right? And, and then I had another, another one where they were saying, they they're telling me, if you had one train on this track and another train on the same track, at what point would they meet in the middle? And my, my, my answer was, what stupid person or, or like, you know, your, your train engineer put these guys on the same track headed toward each other? Why are we, why are we even having a math problem that says what time the trains will actually meet together? This is like suicide. Like, you know, whoever made this word problem is a terrorist. We should be more concerned about that than trying to solve this. There's something much deeper. (laughs) So uh, again, you know, know, it's just me being a butthead. But again, I'm thinking out of the box, right? And, and again, this, this is what you know, the media doesn't want you to do this because all they want to do is tell you the story, give you the multiple choice answers, and then they'll tell you the answer. And they want you to accept it without even questioning it. And if you don't, and if you question it like how I did. Now, I know my my my, my high school stories are a little ludicrous, but you know where I'm going here. You just want to question it. So, you know, again, when when, when people are getting sick of COVID, we just want to throw out the question, well, really? Really, you know, I'm I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist, but really, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, it it didn't make any sense to me. Like, you know, how can asymptomatic people spread COVID? They're not sneezing, right? They're not they're not sneezing. They're they're asymptomatic. And why are there so many asymptomatic people? Is Something wrong. And then it just comes out comes out in the in the news. I think it was about a week ago, which the media censored. They made sure, you know, did didn't want to tell you this, but I'll tell you this right now. That you know those that PCR test that they do with that that they stick up your nose with that little thing. My dad had to take that by the way when he went when he went in for, in for surgery. They had to like do a test. You stick that thing up your nose by your eyeball sockets over there, and then they um, and then they they bring it back. Now that that results are multiplied, the the little things whatever they can find in there. If you find little COVID in there, they're going to multiply it by forty times, forty times. So you buy you find a little. Little nano, nano COVID thing in there, little tiny little speck. They're going to multiply it by 40 times. And then they'll tell you, oh, you're, 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 you're like, you know, you're down with COVID if there's something in there. But how do you know that COVID is actually active, that it's actually alive, like a, a virus that's actually alive? They don't. And the odds of it being alive is very, very small, especially at 40 magnification, 40 times multiplication. Right? So so here's what they found out. At 25 times multiplied, 25 times, we're we're talking about PCR tests, 75% of the virus that they get out of there is basically dead. So so at 25% of it, you know, at 25% multiplication, right? 75% of the virus that they swipe up in your nose of COVID will be dead. So technically, if you're asymptomatic, you may actually have not even have COVID. You have COVID in your nose, but it's dead, right? Now, at 35 multiplication, it's 95.6% dead. So you could have, again, it's really, really dead. in your. Again, you have COVID up in your nose. Okay, the virus is there, but is it alive? Eh, 95.6%, probably not. You have 95.6% chance that it's probably not alive. So it doesn't make a difference. You could have covid on top of the, the you could have covid on top of your your uh, table but and lick that table. But if that covid is dead, you're not going to get infected because it's dead. Right? You know, it it's pretty much like well, if you have um, you know, a virus or something or e coli on top of the table and it's dead, right? And you lick it, you're not going to get E. coli poisoning. Geez. So again, at four, that's at 35 times. At 40 times, it's almost close to a hundred percent. Like that thing is so sensitive. It's close to hundred percent chance that you would have, you have like dead virus in your nose. So what does that mean? The asymptomatic people were not even sick. A lot of them may not have even, even been a, been sick. Like, So that's why some of them, they're saying, oh, they're asymptomatic. Well, maybe they had it in their nose, but it wasn't enough to trigger antibodies. And then they said, oh, this person got it twice, right? And by the way, there's very little chance of it getting you you getting COVID twice. But then they'll say, oh, you can get it twice. Well, how do you know? Because you may not have gotten it in the first place. Again, thinking out of the box, but they don't want us to think out of the box. Again, listen, obey right you know be a good loyalist and if you're not you know we're going to label you we're going to censor you we're going to kick you out you're not going to be able to vacation you know if you don't want to take the vaccine oh go straight to hell right and now why don't we talk about the vaccine for a little bit now i'm i am going to take the vaccine all right i am going to take it now there are people out there who are getting, you know, some allergic reactions to it. There's a doctor who got a really big allergic reaction to it. But then you know, here's the thing too, like he was allergic, you know, he was already allergic to a lot of stuff. So he he had, he took his EpiPen and he was okay. But he was still allergic to a lot of things. So it's not you know some people are going to react Pretty wrong to it, you know. Um, but it doesn't mean it's dangerous or deathly. It could have been deathly for him, though. But again, how many of these were actually administered, right? And you're going to find these out there. But then again, here's the thing. You know, we, we were told, we were told before that when you take the vaccine, no more mask wearing, no more all of this stuff. And you know, tell you the truth, you don't have to. Once you take the, once you take the vaccine, you don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to because you're not going to get sick. Supposedly you're not gonna get sick and you took and i tell you what, it looks as though that's true. But then they're saying you could still spread it. You could still spread it. Well, of course you can still spread it. A table can still spread COVID. Are you stupid? You know? So they're saying you have to maybe we have to still wear a mask and still social distance even after getting COVID? You know, no. I mean it's stupid. It's stupid. Now, and again, they told us that wouldn't have to happen. Like once the vaccine was out, all of this stuff was over. They moved the goalpost again. They moved it. You know, they lied. But now they expect you, oh, you know, just to follow along. Be a good loyalist. Don't question. You know, don't debate. If you debate, you know, we have our experts. And their experts don't even follow the science. You know, they're out there saying, oh, it was, it was never the vaccine from everything from what I was studying. They said the vaccine would never make you, make you, um, I guess, uh, not a transmitter of COVID. Because if you, say for example, if someone with COVID sneezes on their hand, then touches a tong at a buffet, then everybody else touches that same piece, that tong, that, that tong, that food tong is now a super spreader because everybody's touching it. It doesn't have to be alive to be touch it. This one person has to sneeze on it and then sneeze on their hand and touch the tongue. And then all of a sudden, everyone's touching, the, touching that and touching your face. And that's how you have a super spreader event because most super spreader events happens, by the way, where there's buffets and tongs. I kind of figured that out myself, by the way, by just looking at the data. But they're out there trying to close off everything, you know, because, oh, you know, you know, they're thinking oh, everything's a super spreader event. When no, that's not true either. Not true at all either. So, so again, you know, this year, 2020, the death of intuition, the death of like, you know, trusting yourself, trusting trusting common sense. They're telling you not to think, not to think, to, to ignore, and they're saying, if you don't do it, they're ignoring the science. And you have doctors who are buying into this, which is so sad. You know, again, like I keep telling you, I'm on a closed Facebook group on on a, that includes a lot of doctors who are on the front line. And so many of them, I would say about, Fifty to no, bigger than that. But eighty percent of them, I would say, they're all they're they're pro hydroxychloroquine with azithromycin and zinc, and some of them like to throw in vitamin D and vitamin E and all these other kind of things to it. But they're all for quercetin, they're ivermectin, um, all these other things, remdesivir, uh, convalescent plasma. You know, if if the if the plasma is a good a good plasma, by the way, it has to be a good. You know, they they know how to fight COVID, but right now. There's so many doctors out there whose solution is just to have you isolate in a hotel room or isolate away from your family and just wait it out. And there's only a seven-day window for you to take hydroxychloroquine and zinc and all that kind of stuff before it gets really, really bad. And then by the time it gets bad, you can't really treat it with anything. They want to put you on a ventilator or put you on oxygen, right? And, you know, and, and, and by then, it's too late. It's really too late. So so again, you have all this intuition. Now, all, all this intuition you want to practice, and the doctor's saying, well, we don't, want to, we don't want to practice that intuition. In fact, a lot of these doctors, they complain too because they say a lot of their colleagues aren't practicing intuition they're looking at all this data and they're saying wow all this data it shows that it works all these doctors in here say it shows that it works and then you have some other doctors in there who say well we don't want to believe it because dr fauci said no it doesn't work dr fauci who never treated one patient you know they're they're saying why are you treating why are you at why are you listening to dr fauci when he hasn't even treated one patient and here we are Treating thousands, thousands of why don't you why don't you listen to us? But no, we'll listen to Fauci. And again, these are doctors who are getting brainwashed and not practicing critical thinking. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? So then you have people dying because you have stupid doctors who can't think for themselves. They gotta follow. They gotta follow the multiple choice question. They can't think. Here, here, here here's our here, here's our here's what Dr. Fauci thinks: A, B, or C. And then here's what the other doctors think, D and E. Why don't we try D, E, and F, right? And so, you know, flashback to this. Remember Trump, he got sick, right? Trump got sick. Well, he ended up treating himself. He, he, He talked to the doctors. He wanted to try all these different types of things. And lo and behold, he created a cocktail. And in three days, he was okay. His three days, he was okay. And all the doctors were saying, how the hell did he do that? And then they're saying, it, it really didn't work. And now they're saying, Oh, well, that was only available, you know, to him, because he's the president. No, that was available to everyone, you know. And then on top of that, he was, he used the synthetic antibodies, which, which Dr. Fauci preached against in the very beginning. He was against all, um, synthetic antibodies. So that got, you know, again, Dr. Fauci, he, he is, he's one opinion. And I think, you know it's important to have the other opinion out there, but if if that opinion is is also you have to think if that opinion is agenda driven. Now you can have agenda driven opinions all the time, right? But you have to have opinions. You have to be able to listen. So here, I mean, here we are in this year, twenty twenty. I mean, it wasn't just COVID, right? I mean, again, fast forward to the present here, back from like high school days, back to the present, and you're, you're told to obey, not to object. Don't raise your hand, don't debate, but follow. So we were talk after George Floyd that systematic racism is everywhere. Even though they can't explain the system, you know how you know, I want to know how how systematic racism, you know, exists in all the cops, all the cops or the majority of cops who are all racist or just targeting black people when these police stations are not even part of the same system. Now, it would be a lot be easier if we had one federal police force, but we don't. They're, they're, every police force are all mis, are, are all managed by little precincts, precincts and counties. So they're all different. HPD, Honolulu, Honolulu Police Department, it, it, it actually functions differently than the Maui Police Department. And Maui Police Department functions different than the LAPD and then the, the NYPD. They're all different. They all have different rules. In fact, you can't be a New York police officer and get in. You can't transfer to the HPD. You have to go through the whole school again if you wanted to go to the HPD. So how can it be systemic if there's no system that unites them all together? Right? It, 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 now, if you ask that question, you're a racist. Don't ask that question. You're a racist. Right? Oh, you asked, you asked it. To stop talking to me. I stop. I don't want to be your friend. It's crazy. You know, why can't we ask the question, but no, we're supposed to scream racism. We're supposed to say that white cop is a racist and that white cop, even though he didn't do anything wrong, we can't prove he didn't do anything wrong. One day he's going to, he's going to kill a black guy, a black kid. And it's so bad that black kids can't walk around outside without cops going to shoot them. And and that fear, that paranoia, had just transformed. We have people out there who believe that Trump is a racist when he's not. They believe that capitalism is evil. That men can have babies. I got banned from Facebook for saying an attack helicopter is not a gender. You know. Now we're all. Now we're saying. Oh, now they're saying this. They again. Well, they were saying it before. That light bulbs can affect the weather. So we better change to LED light bulbs to control flooding. You know, do, do you want your, we live here on an island. You know, thank God we, uh, we, we switched to LED light bulbs. Or we're going to get flooded up. Really? And taxes. Well, they just actually, they actually just fix everything. Everything from global warming and oceans float, uh, flooding and curing racism and ending poverty. We just raise your taxes and it'll fix everything, everything. Yeah. Uncle Sam wears a red cape. You know, that's what they want us to think. And don't question, don't question at all. Because, again, if you don't question you're not in our club, you're part of the problem, and they will attack you, all right? So, you know, I'm not sure where we're going to go this year. You know, we're, we're coming to the end of this whole year. You know, and Democrats, they've used COVID to run businesses to the ground. I mean, this is not even funny. I mean, it's really painful. I mean, you know, you, you go to L.A., and there's just one lady over there. She's a restaurant owner. And, you know, they don't, you know, you have to make money in a restaurant— Especially a sit-down restaurant, it is tough. It is flat out tough. And there's a mathematical equation on to making money in restaurants. I mean restaurants have to be, I mean, it's very it's it's a it's a very easy mathematical equation that a restaurant has to occupy at a certain occupancy, um, you know, and, and then for a certain amount of time for it to make profit. And restaurants make anywhere between one to two percent. If they're making two to three percent profit, they're killing it. You imagine that. So you make $100, you put $100 into your business and if you make 2 to 3 dollars out of that $100 you put in a profit, you're killing it and that's in the restaurant business. It's so hard to make money. You have you have tons of bills, gas, electricity, food bills which are always going up, you got insurance costs and all these things, right? Especially again, sit-down diners are very expensive. They may bring in a huge gross. I mean, their their tickets may be really, really high, the price high, but their net is small. It is so tiny. And you know, before you know, as an investor, they always used to joke around. They say, "Hey, you know, if you ever want to lose money, the two best things to ever invest in is a restaurant and a ma- or a magazine, right? If you want to lose money, so, so you know, th- this is the thing about it. You know, you know, they, they just they're closing down our businesses. They're closing that. I guess with COVID, they even closed down churches. Can you imagine that? They even closed it down. And and again, you just really couldn't object. You couldn't even raise your hand. I mean, where where did all of our due process go? We couldn't even take them to court. I mean, we we couldn't fight them in court. We couldn't even say, "Hey, wait a minute. Well, how about us?" No, no, just close. And people were so scared of COVID. I mean there it was like it was like the walking dead. It was like season it was like the season of walking dead except you couldn't see the zombies, right? And um but here we are in 2020. I mean I don't know where we go from here, man. I mean America's not free. America's not free. Doctors aren't free to preach or practice medicine that YouTube doesn't permit. You know, God forbid you have a doctor out there who who goes against the norms and you know sometimes those doctors are quacks sometimes they're not but you know again if it doesn't go according to what youtube thinks they're done right and if you don't practice um selective prejudice which basically means you know to prejudge caucasians or the rich for your problems um you yourself are part of the problem so you know if biden gets into office It's going to be scary. You know, I I really wish I had the answers for you, but I don't. I really, really don't. But I do know this. You know, whatever happens, like, don't lose your intuition. If you have that intuition right now, don't lose it. You know, don't always question. Be a healthy skeptic. You know, don't be a paranoid skeptic because that's that's almost just as bad, right? But look beyond the multiple choice answers they give you. You know, think outside the box. And, uh, you know, find a way, if Biden gets in, God forbid he gets in. Um, I hate to say this, but it looks like he's going to get in um, because, you know, again, back to courage. So many people lack courage, you know. They're chicken, little chickens out there. But, you know, you have to find a way and survive, whatever it is. You know, whether it's it's restructuring your company, even moving out of the country. I, I wouldn't, you know, if things get bad, I may even move states. I love it here in Hawaii. But if it gets really bad, you know, we, we may have to, we may end up having to move out of Hawaii, which is really sad because Hawaii is a great place. So what I'm thinking, though, is that even if Biden wins, it's all is not lost because the liberals will get, the liberals will, will try to get what they want and they're going to find out, well, Biden really won't budge. But secondly, if they do get what they want, um, everything's not going to go the way it, they think it is. You know, you know everything they stand for, Global warming, systemic racism, um, what else do they stand for, right there? Uh, police brutality, um, all these things, right? It's all fake. So all you have to do to cure any of that is by not talking about it. I mean, it's really that easy. You, you don't. You can cure global warming just by not worrying about it. You know, you can still be an environmentalist and care about the environment, which would just bigger problems with the environment and pollution than, you know, CO2, more CO2 being in the earth. Because, uh, you know, greenha- greenhouses, literally greenhouses are good for plants and everything because there's more CO2 in a greenhouse. That's why they're called greenhouses. And that's why you grow flowers and everything in a greenhouse. It's good. So if you have more CO2, you're going to have a lot more vegetables and plants and wheat and everything, everything like that. It's a good thing. It's a really good thing. Again, they don't want to think like that, though. So, but, but you know, again, if if Biden wins, just keep on, you know, keep on chugging along. Uh, you know, for me, my businesses may go under. I, I really don't know. But I'm, but I'm looking at, you know, I'm moving my investments all over the place right now. I really am. I really am. I'm looking at stocks that you know are going to be, um, you know. Uh, not affected by by too much by um, Biden's policies, and uh, I'm going to look at stocks that were those companies actually paid into the Biden campaign uh, because that's those those are the companies that are not, not going to get affected. You have to go with the criminal guy. Again, Biden's a criminal. I mean, he's he's a criminal. But if you're going to invest, you might as well be on the sides of the criminal, right? So don't try to be you know you know too much gung ho and go against the tide. You know, look at all those internet companies that you know gave money to the Biden campaign, they're going to make a lot more money if Biden gets into office and be on that side. All right, anyway, anyway, people, it's getting kind of late here. Um, I gotta get to bed here. It is 3 19 a.m. It was really good talking to you, folks. People, um, if you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. And uh, you can find me on all those. Wherever there's a podcast, I think if you just Google, I mean if you just put in barbecue to movies, um BBQ two movies, uh you should be able to find me. We talk about everything, um politics, barbecue, movies. Oh, by the way, before I go, um, did anybody watch that Wonder Woman, the Wonder Woman movie yet? I tried to, by the way. (laughs) HBO Max wouldn't stream. It didn't stream for me. So I have to wait. I think I'll wait till Sunday because my buddy has off. You know Keith, the guy who I barbecue, my other pitmaster. So uh, I think we'll um, watch that movie and then we'll do a a, 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 pro- a podcast together, um, maybe while we're barbecuing and talking about the movie. All right, people, that's about it for now. Great talking, and I will catch you later. Bye.